<laughs> bro, I'm excited, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. It is awesome. Long I've time no see. I know, day. right? <laughs> one day. But I've been, I've been watching episodes, and I'm like, dang, I kind of hope I get to be put on one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, a blessing it. for me. Yeah, welcome in. Yes, sir. Wanna, um, so I guess I should say, you have, it's kind of confusing because you have a lot of different YouTube channels going on. You have Braxton <laughs> Bonds channel. <laughs> yeah. You have the Braxton and Emily Bonds channel. Yes. You also have Glory to God basketball channel. I do. How do you possibly manage so many YouTube channels? So uh, <laughs> I, ba- I basically run two. Yeah. The Glory to God basketball, the other guy who's in business with me runs that one. I just make the videos, but he posts them and edits them. I don't do nothing with that. I make the videos. And then the one with me and Emily, um, I think that's going to be my main one. I think I'm going to delete the other one uh, just because we have, you know, 800 subscribers on that one already. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably just going to try to, you know, make that one a fitness and a Jesus thing. But like, I just uh, tried to make a YouTube channel for every aspect of my life, so to speak. Cause YouTube's yeah. so like, YouTube is so like, you can't have too many things going on. Like they want you to be like a specific thing. Like, oh, you're the fitness guy. Oh, you're the Jesus guy. Oh, you're the whatever. And I'm like, but I'm all those things. Yeah. So like, I want to make a channel, but and then it, it doesn't produce you, but we'll, we'll see. I'll probably just keep two or one and then let my buddy run the other one. Cause he kills it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, we'll get into some of this stuff later, but um, do you want to share with the people your testimony? Yes. You I, yes. So uh, Braxton Lee Bonds. Uh, I was born uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, I believe I came to Saving Faith um, at eight years old. I remember uh, being on the bunk bed uh, with my little brother, Trey, who was on this podcast before, uh, I'm his older brother. Um, I remember, (laughs) I remember my mom walking us through, uh, I guess technically the sinner's prayer. Um, even though like, you know, as I got older, you know, I don't find the sinner's prayer in the Bible, but it was a true (laughs) confession of, (laughs) it was a true confession of faith in my heart. Cause I can still remember the moment. Like I can't remember anything from eight years old at all, but I still, I remember the moment, the night, how like, I felt different um, when I made that confession of faith, when like my mom walked it through and told me who Jesus was and what he did for me. Um, But at eight years old, I guess you don't really know, uh, you know, passages like Luke 14, when it tells you what the cost of being a disciple is. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I grew up, it's hard for me to say that I wasn't a believer. I would just say I was very, 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 very lukewarm. very lukewarm, very much in the world, very much backslidden. Um, as I grew up, um, chasing the things of this world, like I, I believe I was a believer because I had a heavy, I had heavy conviction when I would do things wrong, but I would still do things wrong. Like I wasn't living for Jesus. I was living for, you know, basically basketball and girls. Like that was my main thing. I go to, I'd go to parties, uh, essentially just for girls, but those were my two things. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't know what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it wasn't until about my sophomore year of college um, where I really decided the Lord used a specific situation. He used a breakup, uh, which I love how he used that. He used a breakup with a girl to push me closer to him. And that's when I decided like, I'm done being like lukewarm and I wanna like actually pursue. And so I rededicated my life 
uh, to Jesus uh, my sophomore year um, and have just been pursuing him ever since. Not perfect, but definitely progressing. And uh, yeah, man, that's just where I'm at today. I have a wife and a five-month-old son um, and I'm just learning to love the Lord uh, each and more every day and trying to serve him better. Um, so that's just a little bit of my background. A very worldly, lukewarm believer for about the first 10 years of my walk into um, a now man who strives to be all that God's called him to be. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, um, so I actually don't even know the story, the story about you, but you switched colleges, right? So you went to Tennessee <laughs> and you switched yep. colleges. What yes. was up with that? Cause you said sophomore year, was that about, would that have something to do with that? Yeah. So I actually switched four colleges. So out of high school, oh, wow, I committed, okay. I committed to Liberty university for basketball. Um, and I'm just going to be truthful on here. Cause you know, I hit it for a long time, but once I told my wife, it was the truth, I left a full ride scholarship for basketball at Liberty University to follow. Uh, obviously, there was a lot of things wrong. Like my mom got sick, so I wouldn't say it was 100% following like a girl, but that played a part into it. My mom got sick, and so I was like, I came, I decided to just not even play basketball. I was just going to go follow that girl and be close to my mom because she was sick. Uh, so I walked on at Tennessee. I got a spot on the Tennessee basketball, walked on there. Uh, mom got better. Me and that girl broke up. Like, the day we got to Tennessee, um, oh, which was just, yeah, it was just, you know, uh, but again, the Lord used all of it. He used all of it to push me towards him. Um, but that was like the best year of basketball for me at Tennessee and the hardest year of basketball for me. Um, and it was also like the year that started my relationship with the Lord. Cause I was, you know, in his word, I wanted to do well in basketball. I wanted him to help me with the girl situation. So I like actually started talking to him, started journaling. And then after my first year at Tennessee, my coach who like, I really love, got fired. And so I was just like, not in like a braggy way, but I was like, I'm a scholarship player. I'm not a walk-on player. Like God's gifted me with the ability to play basketball. So I left Tennessee, went to a junior college, so I didn't have to sit out another year. And then that's when I was like literally isolated in Columbia, Tennessee, in my own apartment by myself. <laughs> so that's where like my real relationship with the Lord, I love how he uses isolation. But I was by myself, one bedroom apartment with him, nobody around. Um, and then at that time I started dating Emily, but uh, she was still at Tennessee, so we're doing long distance. And then my fourth school was Houston Baptist after Columbia State. So four colleges and four years, five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very important lessons learned along the way. That oh, learned, uh, very standard important. classroom courses, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, two really good concepts, two really good points there is the isolation concept. Like, God, yeah. when, when all those comforts and security and safety has been stripped away from you, and you are just reliant on the Lord, you don't even have, yep. like, a person, like, a, a nope. physical person, really, in your life to help you, let alone people. Yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, oftentimes when people say like, you know, my my darkest, deepest, most broken, most alone phases were when I found God. Yeah, because I realized the necessity of having Him in my life. You know, exactly. Too often these exactly. people and these comforts and per idle pursuits, you know, can lead us astray. And exactly, I think that I think that hits it right there. The idle pursuits, like God knew at Tennessee, like I wanted to live for him like that's when i wanted to start living for him but dude when you're just at the university of tennessee all your friends everybody's doing the wrong thing so like yeah. 
I'm trying to be right, but then I got this peer pressure. And so, you know, it was a blessing. God literally took me to ISO. He literally was like, nope, because I know you're trying to live for me. I know your heart's like trying to be in the right place, but you're not going to be able to do it in this environment. So I'm going to go put you in this environment. I'm going to grow you. I'm going to prune you while you're by yourself. And you just have me to listen to my voice, read your word every single day. You're not distracted with all that other nonsense. And uh, it was a blessing for sure. Hard, but yeah. a blessing. <laughs> hard. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know that hard work pays off, right? That's so true. So true. We brutally beat our bodies, you know, <laughs> to just be able to put a ball in a basket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then do it again. And that's again, it and, and again, again. <laughs> facts facts and you keep there's doing a lot of spiritual forever. there's a lot of spiritual <laughs> things about basketball man <laughs> yeah true um yeah so clearly you do have like a very athletic gift right um, yeah and we kind of brought it up but like how do you use that gift to bring glory to god Shoot, I didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Other than is, all the not doing that, how do you which do is, that now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is which is why I realistically I believe that God got me into my uh training business was because I did it so wrong for so many years where I just tried to glorify myself and you know fill a void of you know wanting people to think I was good or you know cared about what man thought. That was as soon as I got out and realized I was like, bro, this is a game and God has given me this gift uh, to literally glorify him. Like, I want kids to understand that, like everything that I was taught, even from coaches, even good meaning Christian coaches, even if like they would say like, hey, your identity is not in basketball. I never felt that. Like I never, I never felt like that got across to me and it really wasn't a big message. And so like, that is like what I do as a trainer. Like I don't put basketball on some big high pedestal and I try to teach these kids like this is legit a game that can take you so many places for you to spread the gospel, spread the love of Christ to other people to where you can go be a vessel. And by the way that you play, right? By being a good teammate, by having good attitude, by being the hardest worker out there, you're giving glory to God by your talents, right? By the gifts that he's giving you, by showing that off. I didn't do that. If I wasn't having a good game and it wasn't all about me, bro, I had the worst attitude on the planet. And I'm just trying to teach kids that like, yo, this is literally just a game and yeah. you can use it to honor Christ um, to the best of your ability. And mainly just God's put, like it's a team sport. So God's given you teammates and he's put those people in your life and he wants you to minister to them. So how can you do that? And uh, I'm glad he gave me this business to kind of like, you know, make basketball not an idol because I just feel like Sports is a huge idol for a lot of people, and it was for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, huge is, idol. You know, you could make. I used to be obsessed with sports, and then I went to college and started smoking weed. So then I started <laughs> hating sports. <laughs> like, oh, man, sports are so yeah. dumb. You know, sports right? are so stupid. You know, it's like I, I went to the opposite extreme of like right. be, having it define everything about me to being like almost, you know, like a broken act. Like when you break up with your ex, and you're just like, Man, she was ugly anyways. Right, right, right. <laughs> She's stupid. I'm glad I'm not even like anymore. Because you're yeah. kind of jaded and you're kind of like angry that you wasted that time and energy in right. or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of one of those breakups where I was like anti-sports for a while. And mm. now I'm trying, just trying to see it, like especially like with people like um, Tim Tebow. You know, yes. Him, him kind of give a good speech about um, how just how many, how many eyes are on you. 
And that can be used for horrible things. That can be used for life-ending, you know, disastrous things. It can also be used for a lot of good things, like putting a little Bible verse on your eye tape. You know, how many people opened a Bible and looked up that verse, that one verse. And how many people, you know, yeah, how many people did just close the Bible and say, okay, that's dumb, that's stupid, okay, that guy's crazy. Right. Right, there's going to be that. Like, you know, why does... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why is the path that leads to destruction? True. But there's going to be that narrow gate that the, the people who do end up choosing that narrow path, who maybe it sparks something, maybe it planted right. a seed, and they would have never so true. done that had they not had a, a sports star in their face, literally so putting true. a Bible verse on their face. So um, true. And even bro. like in a less like religious sense, like you know Kyrie Irving this year or whatever. Yeah. Like him kind of making a stand, like protesting. Yeah. And just being like, no, I'm not going to comply with this nonsense. Like, I right. will lose millions of dollars. I will risk losing this job. I mean, he sacrificed potentially hundreds of millions of dollars in his lifetime by, like, taking a stand for what he yep. believed to be what's right. How yep. many people did that encourage? Yes, got, yeah, exactly. got a lot of haters and a lot of hate for it and a lot of people. Just, Come on, Kyrie, just play. <laughs> right. <laughs> just get the shot. Just go out there and play. You're letting your teammates down. You're a bad That's, teammate. Blah, 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 right. blah. Like, all that negative energy, that negative noise. But mm-hmm. also, like, how many people now were, like, inspired by what he did? So and, true. Like, are actually actively seeking to become better people because they have that guy that their their eyes are on. Right. doing what's right, you know? A guy so like Tim true. Tebow who's doing what's right. Like, I know a lot of guys like um, Tua. Yeah. The quarterback or whatever. So, same thing. Like, there's some guys like that that, like, they really are outspoken about their faith. And, yeah, they're They use that players. platform. And yeah, you can criticize sports for being like stupid or a waste of time or some child's game or whatever kind of negative annotation you want to put on it. Right. But also like just the sheer fact of like, you can use it for something good, not just good, so but like true. so profoundly good, like with such ripples, you know. In so culture. true, bro. Tim Tebow convicted me. I'm so glad you brought up him. Tim Tebow convicted me so bad because like, I remember like, especially for my uncle being who my uncle is, like, I would get interviews all the time. Like as soon as people found out like, oh, that's Braxton Bonds who plays at Houston Baptist. I'm gonna go interview about him, his uncle. I wouldn't like, or even even if I had a good game and they wanted to interview after, bro, it was always about me. And I like go back and look at those interviews. I'm like, bro, I know Tim Tebow would have been like, yeah, all glory to God though. Like God gave me the ability to play this game. And I'm like, yeah, I just wanna like thank my teammates. Yeah, I was hot today. Like the ball was just feeling good. I was like, what are you doing? Like you had so many opportunities, like so many interviews, so many whatever, to where you could have reflected glory back to God and not shown it on yourself. And I just didn't use it. I did not like, so that's, you're a hundred percent right. Like Tim Tebow used football and whatever sport he played to bring glory back to God. And uh, yeah, bro, he's the man. That's how sports for a Christian should be played. Like. Yeah. You go out there and Tim Tebow is the baddest dude out there. Like he goes and competes. He plays the (laughs) hardest out there, but like he knows where the gifts come from. And anytime that he gets a chance to give that glory back to God, he never takes it for himself. He gives it. And yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's great. True. Where, um, I guess, who and where were you in 2010 and who and where will you be in 2030? Ooh, 2010. 2010, what year was that? Freshman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> golly, a freshman in high school? Um, that's a great question, man. Uh, as a freshman in high school, I was a 
young skinny kid uh, trying to pursue his dream of playing Division One basketball uh, while chasing girls by any means necessary. Uh, that's who I was at 2010. Um, immature, um, not seeking the things of the Lord, um, not in his will, um, but had a mother who was praying for me. So, you know, that was always a blessing. In 2030, uh, who I'm going to be is I'm going to be uh, an amazing husband, an amazing father. Uh, I'm going to be someone who leads my family well, um, because that's the first ministry that I believe that God's given me. Um, I'm going to love my wife to the best of my ability. I'm going to love my sons and future sons and daughters to the best of my ability. Um, and I'm literally just going to be a man that wakes up every single day with his hands open wide that says, Lord, how do you want to use me today? Um, I can't tell you exactly where I am because I don't think, or where I'll be, because I don't think anybody um, who's led by the spirit knows that because you know the spirit will take you. Uh, he's got his own agenda. So I just want to wake up every single day and just be, hey, I'm available um, to do whatever you want to do. That's where I hope to be at tw uh, 2030. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, we man. talked about that in our Bible study last week or two weeks ago. Just that yeah. concept of availability. Yeah. Being there, I being love that. present, like being ready and, and willing at any moment. Like, so, so true. Crucial, yeah. Yeah. And you, you've said that too. Like I've actually put in the stuff that you've uh, talked about, like you're just like, uh, you're sitting and thinking or just letting your mind kind of just rest and then like allowing those thoughts to happen. Almost like the be still and know that I'm God thing. Um, I've been trying to like put that into practice and just sit there and like, like what are my thoughts that if I'm just sitting here, what thoughts come up and just being present in the moment. And I've actually like, kind of experienced like a lot of healing like like now i know like where a lot of my anxiety like comes from and it's just yeah. those thoughts that race and i don't ever take time to be like okay well why am i thinking that like what, yeah. what, what where is that thought originating from and you've said that since like day one and i always thought like i'm always like the day that's crazy the Bible, that it's, it's not even it's not even crazy it's like anytime i hear like therapy type stuff yeah. i'm like no god just heal me like just heal me I, like whatever just heal me like that is a that is a way for him to like he doesn't just do everything bro like you have to put in work but for some reason when you said it like two weeks ago i was like bro i'm actually gonna try what this man says <laughs> and it, it actually it actually has been such a blessing um and i've been able to like work through healing healing stuff and then just bring it out in my journal so i just wanted to get on here and thank you for saying that and continue <laughs> to say it for a year now <laughs> yeah yeah every time i get a chance that's yeah, so it's you know, it's almost like our words can't really explain it, you know, or like English words or whatever, but like, yeah. your thoughts are not really yours. Yep. Like, and it's hard to explain to people because they're like, you know, they'll come up with like excuses or like examples like, well, is thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch a thought and is that bad? And it's like, okay, we can be technical about what a thought is, but like lingering on what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow or like these little temporary problems that, that spark up in your life or these like temporary emotions that you feel based on the circumstances around you like you yeah. have to take those thoughts into captivity you have to yes. recognize that they're not from you and it's all like your ego mm. like projecting and like yes making things up to like tear you yep. down or navigate you and basically like lead you into a direction that's you focused yes and not a direction that's like what's right focused 
what yes. is God wanting me to do in this situation? What is God's right ways for me yep. in this situation? And then so when you true. truly do learn to do that, I mean, it takes time, right? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like we have this desire to be like, God, fix this. And then yep. wake up tomorrow and just be fixed and just be like yep. good and rocking and rolling, you know? It takes time. It takes yeah. practice. Yes. <laughs> practice makes perfect. But it's hard. <laughs> But once you truly do it, like you just get on this vibe with God where you really are just letting God guide your heart. It stops really being about your mind and your mental and like your thoughts. And it really starts being about like living in the moment, being Mm. present, accepting everything, the good and the bad. And just letting, like you said, being available to let God bring you where you need to go, you know? If yeah. you're having all these th- thoughts constantly all day, like intellectualizing things and making mm. making like very like um, intellectual decisions about everything you're doing and saying throughout the day, that yeah. starts being so much noise that you can't hear or feel God and what He wants so to true, from bro. you. It starts being what you want, what you think, what you don't think, what you don't want. And it stops Thanks. being like that, what you said earlier, being available to just let God push and pull you in the direction you need to go. Yep. It's so true, bro. And those like those, bro, you hit it on the the money right there. Like those thoughts, because a lot of those thoughts, when I just like my my mind literally races all day. (laughs) I just like, it's just constantly going. So, and a lot of the times those thoughts bring like anxiety or different stuff. And so, so I just don't want to feel that stuff. So then I just go get on my phone, which is just a distraction or a numbing. I find myself just distracting myself all day because I don't want to have those thoughts but then I can't hear God's voice because I'm not tuned in because I don't sit long enough to be like okay you're right that thought isn't me that's that's not my thought that's and it 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 happened today it literally happened today so yeah you there yeah okay good sorry some uh mom was calling me so I didn't know if it like messed up Switch to a picture. Actually, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me see if I. You were back. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. It's and I've heard people say like like meditation because meditation really is people trying to like control their thoughts. Mm. It's like a practice of learning to like actively control and like manipulate your thoughts, mm. like taking hold and taking control over your ego. Yeah. I think as a Christian, we don't need to do that. We just need to like let them go. We mm. need to, it's more about like like recognizing that like all thoughts are lies. Like these thoughts are like attacks from Satan that are leading right. us astray, that are making our heart rebellious against God and against God's right ways. And so it's not really about like controlling that because like we're not powerful enough to do that, right? Facts. So what we can do is let them go. We can watch them come in and out of our minds like a movie. We can let it happen and just not react to it. Not like let it tear us down or like destroy us. Oh, that's a good word. Like, you know, the concept that like evil really has no power over us, right? Yeah. We choose to let it have power over us. True. We we think that we can win this battle on our own, that we can fight evil or that evil doesn't exist. And that, that denial and that idea of like, well, I'm... If evil does come my way, I'll just fight it off because I'm strong and capable. Yeah, all right. It's like, no, you're not. Nope. Tell me how that's working. <laughs> no, you you're not. But <laughs> what you can do is just say no. What yeah. you can do is just not accept the terms. You know, mm. when evil comes knocking at your door, you just say, "Not today, Satan." Bro, no, that's so you. good. I don't want anything. I don't want anything to do with you. You know, 
And That's if you so are true. in that mindset, like that vibe, like Satan really has no power over you that you can't that you that you don't give to it to him to darkness to the evil ones. So it's You're really not about me right like controlling your evil thoughts that come into your mind. It's more just yeah. like letting it go, just not accepting it when mm. these thoughts come in that are just like so judgmental about your friends. Yeah, it's like you don't want to control those thoughts. You just want to let them go. Okay, mm. they came into your head. We'll just forget yep. about them now. <laughs> mm, Don't let bro, this that's affect good. my judgment. Don't let this lead me to saying like the wrong thing. Don't let this lead leading me to like make faulty, incorrect actions. Just let them come. Recognize them. Recognize them for know. what they are, like thoughts that don't yeah. exist, <laughs> that aren't right. meaningful to you or necessary for you in your life. It's your ego, and learn to just watch it and watch mm. it also just disappear. Um, oh, that's so good. But it takes time. It takes a lot yeah, of time and effort. That's I never that even heard that. Because you, when you hear like meditation in the Bible, it doesn't say meditate on your thoughts. It says meditate on the word. So like, if we're gonna meditate on something, it needs to be the word. Yeah. Well, that's good. I never even I didn't see you be speaking to me all the time. I didn't even <laughs> think about. I didn't even think about just letting them go. <laughs> yep. Just let them go. And if we're gonna meditate on something, meditate on God's word. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's all some something we've talked about, and then I always don't make sure that people don't not hear me say something about it. But forgiveness, you know, yep. it's just the power of forgiveness. It really is like a superpower. Yeah, and it really like lets you get control of your emotions and recognize that like your emotions don't control you. Mm-hmm. You know, these like this idea of like being jealous of someone or getting angry at someone, like all these emotions that lead you astray. If you can just truly learn to forgive the people around you. Which, in yeah. my opinion, is pure love. Like, I just think, so like, how do you love your neighbor? You forgive them. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not a mistake that Jesus spoke so often about forgiveness. Not, like, not at all. You know? <laughs> There's so much power in it. You know, it's one of the last things he said. You know, the, mom- the moment that he's being tortured gruesomely to death, um, he looks at the people doing it and forgives them audibly, yeah. publicly, for everyone to know throughout history, for us to read about to this day, you know? Um, right that's not just some careless little like oh one of a few things we should be doing as christians like <laughs> right i think it's very important for us to do that you know and very i think true. it needs to just start with like the people closest in your life like your husband or your wife or your mom or your dad like the people in your life if, if you can't forgive those people you're never going to forgive the person down the street that like cut you off in traffic or something or did some temporary small little thing oh no do we lose them entirely <laughs> oh no we lost him. We lost him, y'all. We'll get him back in here, though. So I'll, I'll rant and rant. I'll finish my rant, and then we'll, we'll get back on to talking about what, <laughs> hear what he has to say. Okay, here we go. You there? Oh, yeah. Hello. Bro, so sorry. I don't know no, no, what worries. just happened. <laughs> No, no, that was so weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll conclude my rant. I, I won't rant okay. all day. I'll, you know, we, want, <laughs> we want to hear what you have to say here, but oh, yeah, yeah. I just think there is a lot of power in forgiveness, and so true. A lot of like what we call anxiety or depression and all the stress that we deal with in our modern age. I think a, most of it, not all, not all, but most of it, is because of our unwillingness or our inability to like forgive people. I and like if I you would can't forgive someone agree. close to you in your personal life, you're never going to forgive the person down the street. The random person you encounter, you know, and when you do that, like it starts with your family, you build that up, you start forgiving them. I don't resent you anymore. I don't hate you anymore. I don't judge you anymore. All the good you do for me, all the bad you do for me, like I'm willing to just 
let my ego let it all go you know yeah and then you, from that you can start progressing to like genuine true forgiveness to all the other people that wronged you and then you just right. reach this flow state of just peace and contentment mm, so when true. evil people do evil things to you you're just like oh okay whatever That's i see it i recognize it i'm not going to join you i'm not going to let you tear me down right here satan i, I see yeah what, i see what you're doing and just let yeah. it go let it happen yeah um, and yeah achieve that keyword that peace that peace peace in the heart. There's still going to so be true. struggle and turmoil and attacks and trials and tribulations, but through it all, there's going to be like peace. Right. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, and you, you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to ask if, uh, I wanted to ask this awesome question, which is, has yeah. having a child changed you? Woo. Uh, yes. 100% uh, <laughs> has changed you. I don't think, um, I don't think having a child cannot change somebody. Um, yeah. I don't like, regardless of what anyone may say. I don't even care. Okay, dogs. I don't even care <laughs> if you're uh, worldly and non-believer. Uh, it's going to change you. Um, it's either going to, you know, further prove how selfish you are, or it's going to make you more selfless. And uh, it, you're your heart just literally expands because you're just seeing you, not literally you, but like you right there every single day. And yeah, it's different for dads though too. Like, so like the first three months, cause he can't really like do anything. Like he's not smiling. He's just literally pooping, peeing <laughs> and then eating. And so like, but you can see the immediate connection between him and mom. And it's literally magical, but like, you and dad, especially like son and dad, it like just takes time. But like, at like month four, when he like started smiling at me or like reaching at me or playing at me, dude, your heart just <laughs> stinking melts. Like he'll look at you. It's just, it's OD. And then you wake up and you have to think about somebody else first. Like, you know, you're supposed to do that about your wife. And you're like, I do my best to do that. But like my wife can also take care of herself but like he cannot and so like you literally wake up and your thoughts can't be about you they have to be about him which is definitely something that i'm not used to since i'm a pretty selfish person yeah. so that was a, that was a big that was a big change too where i was like oh no i gotta get up in the middle of the night no i have to stay up five hours but it's because of him and even when it's hard you just look at him and you love doing it but so i think it's changed me as in it's made me less selfish um which is good because the bible doesn't want me to be selfish god does not want god does not want me to be selfish um and then it's also been a joy because i feel like the lord gave me a son first because uh, he wants me to be the dad that i didn't like particularly have not that my dad's bad dad uh, by any means but he just you know wasn't a christian leader and i just think about like all the not that I'll be perfect by any means, but like all the things that I wish my dad would have taught me about Christ or, you know, just made me, you know, responsible. And I get to be that for my son. That's like, I just think it's a huge blessing. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been absolutely amazing uh, being a dad. And I, if anyone's thinking about having a kid, I tell you to go ahead and do it. Have 30. <laughs> Yeah, how, how many are you gonna have like 10 bro like at if, least 10 like seriously I'm, and i say this if god wouldn't provide like financially 
there wouldn't be like a number to where I would stop. It would be just like, okay, you can't provide for this anymore. You're done. But like, if he were to be like, all right, here, I, I need Braxton to win the lottery, even though I'm not doing the lottery. So you can have 40 kids. Well, then I would. Yeah. Yeah. They're just a blessing, man. A blessing. Yeah. Repopulate this place with Christian babies. Raised Facts, by good man. Christian men. Righteously masculine Christian men. Masculine Christian men. Bro, <laughs> and it's crazy that I had to, like I'm watching a, a video the other day about like how Disney is like trying to indoctrinate our kids. And I'm just like, I'm literally having to like hold my son and be like, you're a male, you're a male, you're a male. Like I'm like trying to speak it over <laughs> and prophesy over him. Like yeah. why do I even have to say that? Yeah. But like him growing up in this world, like he's got to know, like he's, yeah. he is a man. And like, we don't have to get all on that red, but I'm just like, <laughs> it made me start thinking. I was like, Lord, I need wisdom in how to parent. Cause it's not gonna, it's not gonna be like how my mom was when she's parenting me. It's way different nowadays. And you're right. We need Christian men in all different spheres in government and politics and all different stuff. We need male leaders who are masculine and, you know, dominant, but not in like a power hungry way, you know, that are submitted under yeah. the Lordship of Christ, but you know, who lead. Yep. Yeah, so. I saw this awesome tweet. I'm not even on Twitter. This is just someone else who posted <laughs> this. Um, from Robert O'Neill. He said, I recommend teaching your boys to be men before their teachers teach them to be women. Ain't that it's like, I think that's the plague of our last 30 years. Like the last yep. two, two younger generations, Gen Zs and millennials. Mm. That's it. Like boys were raised to be soft and we Soft. And that leads to what I would say is like, quote unquote, toxic masculinity, you know, yeah, it is. like there is that there is that yep. like, you know, selfishness that like egotistical that like authoritarian mindset that people who don't have Christ who aren't submitted to Christ, they don't know how to submit themselves as men. They're right. never going to be able to like lead others. Right. You know, they're not going to be worthy of others submitting to them. So like women can't submit to them. Yeah, like they might have to out of like, <laughs> right, 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 you know, if they have a gun or power. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. But like, it's so cruel to be so crucial to be righteously masculine. Yes, like, like the man that Amen. God created you to be, like biologically and physically, but being guided by your like righteous connection to doing right and being right. Amen. You know, that's what's going to make you like an actual leader, like an actual Ax. person that's that's capable and willing and like deserving of being submitted to which is like a leader you know that what you need as a leader is to be have people submit to you um so and true these men are being raised to be girls <laughs> not in the <laughs> right way yeah <laughs> they yep. don't know how to do that they don't yep. know how to like actually lead as righteous masculine men they just become either feminine like yep. tyrannical feminine themselves yep. or they become like toxic toxically masculine like they, yes. yeah, they have the quote-unquote masculine t traits or whatever but they're like yeah but for sure wrong. their whole spiritual right. direction is just completely off course you know facts so true which yeah that 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 is plaguing our society right now um just weak weak man and i felt <laughs> i felt prey to it too for for a while man until somebody like really called me out um and it's something that i still have to work for just because I was baby, like spoiled beyond belief by mom. And that just like fosters like a you entitled, egotistical, self-centered, you know, little 
girly man who doesn't know how to take <laughs> care of things and do things and lead. Uh, and so like I was even a victim of it and it's just, it gets ingrained in your brain until somebody like from an outside, like called me out and I was just like, you're right, man. I don't really know how to be a man. Uh, and we need that. And, uh, we need people who are like Christ because Christ wasn't soft, man. Christ was not soft at all. He wasn't weak. He was everything but weak. He was compassionate, but compassion and kindness aren't weakness. That's like the marks of a true man. Um, and he was a leader. And I think that's what we need. But we have to have men who know how to teach men that, teach young men that. So, yeah, I hope I can do that. I hope I can teach my man how to be, a, my young man how to be a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I don't, I'm not going to doubt that, that that's going to happen, you know? Right. Real men make boys first, so clearly... Yeah, you know. that's, that's, that's what Trey said. <laughs> I still remember Trey like, wrote a letter to Kingston. It was just like, yeah, if you're not a boy, then... Or something, he wrote a letter to me or something like that. It's like, yeah, real men, real men make men, so if you have a daughter first, like, yeah, you're not a real man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Big yep. facts. Big facts. So true. Um, that is a good point, a really good point of, and the, I feel like our modern culture and our modern churches do this a lot, is they make Jesus like soft Why and gentle they do? and feminine and like true, like he is, right? He's the alpha and the omega. Like he is yeah. the embodiment of like everything a man should be, but right. he wasn't just that. Yes. People don't like to talk about the fact that Jesus was also offensive. He was Facts. shocking. He was scandalous. Like to the people that time, like just allowing a, like women to like sit and like be a part of the yep. gathering, you know? Yep. There was radical things that he was doing. I mean, he told a woman to her face, you're a dog because you're yes, basically uh, from another tribe, you know? Exactly. You're, you and your people are dogs. Dogs, bro. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll yep. take that. <laughs> yep. And Jesus yes. wasn't, can it wasn't like, oh, cancel him or, oh, he's so soft. And right, right, right. He's so understanding of everyone. It's like, no, there were times where like the truth needed to be said and the truth isn't always nice, nice. and comfortable and safe. Nope. And it's like, no, like the truth that sinners need to hear is offensive. It yes, is, it is. And it needs to be said like powerfully with like yes, strong discernment and from like a righteous voice, like a righteous yes. line of thinking yep. with a heart set on the truth. Not, yep. oh, I'm going to make you feel good. Oh yeah, well, no. let's not talk about that because people might get upset. No, it's yeah. like the truth because that is what Facts. people need to hear. And that's and, like they always they always said that after Jesus was preaching somewhere in the synagogues. We we're so amazed because he taught with such authority. Like yeah. he taught with authority. Like everywhere he went. And men don't like men don't speak with authority. Like we beat around the bush. Yeah. We're scared of confrontation. But I literally think Jesus like sought out confrontation with the Pharisees. Yeah. Like he was literally doing stuff to provide confrontation. And he just didn't duck it, which even that's something that I struggle with. Like, I don't want to always have hard conversations, but Jesus did. And we don't do that in the church. You know what I'm saying? We're quick, we're quick to just shame and talk behind somebody's back before we are to just confront them because it's easier. Or we're yeah. quick to make a Facebook post or tweet about it. Then we are to go confront that person about it. But that's not like, that's not a way that Jesus did it. And Man, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a weak man. Like, I don't want to be a weak man at all. Um, and even just this talk has even convicted me of areas, like I'm even thinking of areas where I've been weak and want to go, you know, 
fix that. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I love that. I love talking about that stuff, man. I love talking about areas where I can always get better at. So, thank you yeah. for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But what what is a man? Kind of been talking say, about it, but what is it? That is a great question. What is a question. man and what is a woman? It's a two part question. Two biologically, a man is <laughs> someone who has genitals and a thing between his legs. So let's just get that straight. Uh, there is biological differences between men and women. I don't care what anyone says uh, biologically. Now, uh, as far as like what a real man is, um, man, that's a loaded question. Uh, it's not what culture pulls it out to be. I mean, obviously the easiest answer, the you know elementary school answer where you can't get in trouble is Jesus is a real man. Um, but I think like in just how to define a man. So a man is somebody who, bro, accepts responsibility and somebody who leads others well. Like, I guess that's a hard question, but I would just be someone who, yeah, I, I just always go back to responsibility and leadership, but I'm sure there's a lot more to being a man than just those two things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, as long, I, I know I'm clear on the biological standpoint. I know that is what a man is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as far as like uh, whatever a man is, I'll just point to Jesus. That's what a man is. So whatever he did, do that. And you're close to being a man. Yeah. Yeah. But how would, how would you define what a man is? Yeah, kind of what you said. Like, I would say... You know, because there is that idea of there's like the physical, right? So right. The physical, and then what after that? So yeah. Physically, like, what is it? XX chromosome and XY chromosome. Like, there is a yeah, biological so, difference. And right. Oh no! Uh, cancel me! Oh no! That's offensive. Like, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I just got fact, canceled. Like, that's the case. Like, sorry, it hurts your feelings, but fact. Facts like, don't reality. care about your feelings. Who is that? Ben Shapiro. Can, Facts yeah. don't care about <laughs> your feelings. Love that line. You can cry about it. You can hate me or call me mean names. Like, I'm just saying fact. That's right. Just, right. That's that. Yeah. After that, like, I th I would say that that defines you as like male or female. Right. But to me, becoming a man and becoming a woman are like entirely different things. Yeah. And I know that can get confusing or people can disagree or the wording, you know, people can get right. into linguistic games or whatever. But I think you have to become a man and you have to become a woman. And that Ooh, requires like rites of passage. That requires yeah. hard work. That requires you truly believing in your creator and loving and trusting him and seeking yeah. him, him, his truth, you know? That's the true. strongest man in the world, the big, strong, bad guy, the Goliath out there that yeah. could defeat any opponent, you know? I Still don't, a boy at heart. If that guy, if that male, yeah, he's clearly a male. Like, yeah, he's big and strong and tough and he has quote-unquote masculine features. But if right. that guy is, like, insecure, he's, you know, not, like, in a, a, a silly way, but if he's, like, actively rebelling against God, he's indulging in flesh pleasures, he's seeking for himself, you know, he's insecure about his life and his choices and he's like overly emotional yeah that's a big tough strong male but that's not a man you know yeah. a man is someone Agreed. who like overcomes his problems a man is someone yes. who has responsibility who is held accountable for his actions who does have to be a leader whether he likes yeah. it or not right in some capacity a man is designed and made by god to be a leader of yeah. somebody somewhere eventually so true you know so you have to be willing to become that leader and be a good leader 
Right. Um, and you could point to like tyrants and all oh, look how horrible this, mm-hmm. this this Roman Caesar was. It's like, yeah, that male was a horrible person. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he might have exactly. been strong and powerful and rich, but that was not a man. That was not a righteously masculine man that right. did what God intended for him to do. You know. Exactly. God used his evils to bring about something good in the end, but that's not True. what he was created for. He was created True. for something greater than that, and he failed yeah. to come up to that. You know. I agree. See, I think but a man is something you have to become, and I think it does require being born again. Like I do yeah. think it has to be returning to your creator with a humble and honest and genuine heart that's seeking after him and his truth. And then also someone who takes up the call to be a leader. Yeah, I agree, bro. Right, that's dead on. That is dead on. But, oh no, we're going to get canceled, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> can't you talk can't about that, me. you know? Yeah, right? That's like the no-no thing. You can't talk about these certain things. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't shy away here. I'm going to be canceled on these websites that I post and stream on. It's just like, I literally, for the last two years, I'm actually surprised I'm still on some places. For the glory know? of God, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'll accept it. Open arms. Either build that's my right. own my own platforms to post and stream on, or whatever, or just keep True. moving on to the next one. And that's right. Like I said, I'm not on Twitter because I was banned like five times. <laughs> and so finally, I'm like, okay, there. maybe I just don't belong here. You know, maybe that's this right. is just a sign that you know. And I'll be at the first couple where still me in that like kind of fallen state, just being offensive mm. and being stupid and like being right. mean. And then the last two accounts were just this just saying like this fact, truth just preaching yeah. the word like preaching the gospel and that mm-hmm. is quote-unquote hate speech you know yeah which stating, is crazy stating a fact like men and women are not equal yeah fact they're not equal yeah. yeah is unbelievably offensive and you know all these people attack you like how dare you and it's like well i'm just like i'm not saying a man is better than a woman right you're you're applying that meaning to what i said i just simply mm-hmm. said we're not equal Yes. Biblically, we are not equal. Like, right. actually, yeah. observably, we are not equal, you know? Nope. Um, so if we, true. If we were equal, like, I want to have babies. Like, I yeah. want to, like, have babies. I would love yep. to have babies. It's, not possible. Can I? No. You know? Nope. Can I, like, complain and let that, again, let that thought destroy me? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> should well, a lot of people Absolutely do. Absolutely not. You know, I should accept the role I was given. Men and women are right. not equal. And I was right. given a different task, a different objective in life, you know? Yep. So you true. You complain and cry about that and destroy yourself. It's not changing. Or you could just get on with the, what you were supposed to do and get on with right. your purpose and your destiny. So true, bro. Yeah. So true. Well, do you think Preach. that... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we're preaching here. Preach. Um, do you think that men are failing women in these modern times? Uh, Yeah, because we act just like them. <laughs> uh, not, so like that's a because we're answer, trying bro. to be equal yeah we're, it's, yeah. we're, we're literally yeah we yeah. we're literally trying to be we're just so effeminate bro if that i think that's the right word yeah. like we're just so soft so of course women i think are designed like you take adam and eve like literally god created eve for adam for adam to lead eve Bro, how can men lead? And women are looking still for leaders, right? I'm not saying that they're finding them, but they are hardwired to be led by a man, right? I I know the whole submit word is, you know, used out of context and people don't like that, but it's still true. They're designed to be led by a man, but men don't accept that responsibility and they're not leaders. Two, I'll give it, like I'll, I'll cut men off the slack for a little bit 
one there one we don't have a lot of good examples right a lot of men grow up in fatherless homes so i'll get, cut them that's like and i don't believe that the church does a good job of teaching men how to be men so i still think you can open up your bible and read it and learn how to become a man but i also do think that like these these institutions the church needs to be teaching men how to be men so we can stop failing these women over and over and over and over and over again where they have to assume the responsibility of a woman and a man like which it is in a lot of households so yeah i think we need to we need to fix that um, but, but yeah, I, I definitely think we're failing them uh, big time, uh, but we need to be taught correctly <laughs> on how to do it, yeah. how to be a man and seek guidance from the Holy Spirit and the Bible. Yeah. Um, you might have just answered my next, next question right there, but how do we rebuild the men? Uh, read your Bible, ask guidance from the Holy Spirit and look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Like I, I just like, even even like, even me, like I know how to look to a man to Christ and it's so easy to like look to, you know, people I look up to, you know, like LeBron James. Like it's so easy to look up to him because he has the same interests as me as being what a man is. Um, and he's not, I'm not like saying LeBron James is not a man. I don't know if he's a believer or not, but like that's not the definition of a man. And, um, we need to be getting our advice, our wisdom, our, you know, how we do thing, our example from Jesus Christ. And if we're not getting it from him or from his word, then we don't know how to be a man. And uh, that's just, that's my, that's my nutshell. If we're going to figure out how to be men again, then it needs to start with going back to what scripture says a man is and how a man lives and look from Matthew to John at what a man is and then follow that but we can't get our ideas from any place else other than the word of God or we are going to be in big trouble, which we already are, man. We're in big trouble. <laughs> happening. And I don't like, like, I, you know, you, you don't, you know, Rylan, but Rylan had like one of the best quotes ever to me, even though it's like so simple. He's just like, dude, you can't, cause like I was getting mad. I'm a big fan of like Conor McGregor, like as far as like an athlete standpoint, not like a human being. And he was doing all his dumb stuff. And he was like, dude, you can't expect a Christian, a non-Christian to behave like a Christian, which is what I do. Like I expect the world to just be smart. And then they're, they're, I'm not trying to be mean, but they're just not smart because they're not guided by the Bible. They're not guided by God and his yeah. spirit. But I can get mad at myself and Christians when we're not behaving like the Lord Jesus wants us to. So I get mad when Christian men don't act like men. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, I just wanted to make that point. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause we want, we want, you know, and we have the best intentions for people. We have, yeah. Like, we're yeah. like, oh, he'll pull it around. Like the big one for me is like Kanye. Yeah. Even in my fallen state, I've loved Kanye. I've just always been a Kanye fan. I'm originally from yeah. like Illinois. So he was like growing up, he was like our hometown, our home city. Yeah. It was like, I love Kanye. And then even now, like, you know, now that I'm saved and like I see him potentially being saved, it's like that. I'm cheering for him and I, I keep wanting him. I keep having these high standards for him. Like he should be preaching the gospel on stage in front of millions of people, you know. But when he puts out like a rap album that's kind of secular, it's like, oh, you know, I, do I have a right to judge him or hate him? 
because he's not living up to my standard of like what I think I would do in that situation or like I want him to be this big giant Christian man maybe he is maybe he's just not doing what I expect of him or want of him but at the end of the day even if he's not like I can't who am I to have this right to like judge this person and expect them to behave how I want them to behave um and if they're just not then they're not and that's fine you can appreciate like the music that they put out or whatever but I know we lost him again are you there we're losing we're losing connection I'm also in a thunderstorm and I apparently... yeah, but, oh, yeah yeah I was about to say my power at my house is going in and out like the lights just keep flickering yeah. <laughs> we've had a couple light flickers and I just heard a, a thunder clap outside so if we suddenly go down uh... <laughs> what's that yeah, you're coming in real choppy now. Oh, I just went in and I had some match went off. Uh, let me try a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> it's real choppy right now. follow me Jonathan Corey JonathanCorey.com Instagram Telegram Gab Discord server links in the show notes PO boxes in the the show notes you there we can see you again are we good can you hear me okay yeah yeah yeah. yes I found a spot (laughs) right on we have my next next question I have for you what Awesome. Awesome again. You hear me? Kind of. <laughs> I'm hearing like every other word. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. I can't. We can't. I can't. I can't hear you. Really, it's like uh, real choppy and spotty. Um, bro, that that water is coming down out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, now we can hear you. Yes, I'm. I'm not moving from this part right here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's yes. Yeah, incoming thunderstorm. It's great because I work outside, so tomorrow is going to be <laughs> fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be perfect. Tuesday was rough. We were planting trees and like legit thunderstorm. <laughs> pools of water all around us that's tons of mud tons of fun yeah um but it's good manly you know you build up your that. testosterone doing stuff like that uh that's facts <laughs> well, i was gonna facts. ask um because you are so you're very open and public about or like with your relationship online do you think that like other christians should be or do you think that's only for like certain people Uh, as far as like my relationship with my wife or with the Lord? Both. But yeah, like like with your Ooh. wife, like, you know, you guys have a, a shared channel. You were on a Netflix show, right? Yeah. And like, you know, just you've, you've 
welcomed a lot of like outsiders into you and like your life and your relationship is that just something that yeah. like, you think you're like uniquely comfortable with or do you think that like more christians should do that or be like that um i think you should just do anything that you're comfortable with um i think obviously like if the lord gives you opportunities to you know show God blessed me with the marriage. He's blessed me with an amazing woman. Uh, he's blessed me with an awesome marriage. So I want to show as many people that as I can, uh, just because marriage and having kids gets a bad rap. <laughs> and, and like divorce rates are high. And, you know, I want to show people uh, that it's awesome. And I'm not saying that it's perfect or that there aren't hard times, but it's, it's awesome. And, when God says it's a gift, it's an actual gift. And I just, every everything that I heard when I was growing up, like, oh, your life's gonna end when you get married. Oh, that's when the fun, when you have a kid, that's when your life ends. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm gonna show people that legit this is the best life possible. Like, that this is a gift from God and every single day, uh, it's amazing. So I think that's kind of both mine and Emily's perspective as to why we're so vocal on social media about it is because Yep. something that seems so negative i want people to see it as a positive and somebody get excited about it like no i'm excited to spend 400 years even though that's not possible with my wife with the same person i'm excited that i get to have my kid and that i no longer get to do the things that i got to do as a single person i'm excited i'm looking forward to it it's a gift that's what i want people to see so i don't know if every christian um is like that like you can just feel that internally internally and that's maybe not, maybe online isn't for you. Um, but if it's for you, I think that you should do it because it's going to, you know, we're supposed to be public with our faith. And I'm not saying that has to be social media, but if you're comfortable with it, I think you should do it. Yep. Yeah, so that's, awesome. that's my stance on that. <laughs> <laughs> How was, um like, like I guess, because you had like a Netflix show, right? Netflix, like a whole crew, like in your life, yeah. like all of yeah. your business. Does yes. that interfere with like your life and with your relationship? Uh, no, because <laughs> we just told like we told them from the beginning. I was like, because it is reality TV, so it was like it was an awesome experience. They try to get you, they try to get you to be a certain cast. Like they have an idea of who they want you to play, so to speak. Even though they're like trying to make it as authentic as possible, like you still have like kind of lines, and they kind of want you to feel a thing. And I like told them straight up from day one i was like i will not be anything other than myself <laughs> like i just I, like i won't be like they would have me like well say this line say this line i was like that's not me i'm not saying that like i just which i'm sure a lot of people in certain situations because it can be intimidating like you have a whole camera crew you have like 40 producers like telling you to say something it's easy when peer pressure to comes to be like okay i'll just say it but then it just makes you or downplays your relationship like i was like me and Emily will not fight on this show. Like, I know it's a show about like, like choosing, like, and it's supposed to look as though one, the man wants this one, one, the woman wants this one. I was like, me and Emily won't fight on this show because yeah. we don't fight. <laughs> like, I'm not saying we don't disagree, but me and her don't fight. So if you're asking us to fight on television, we're not doing that because we don't do that. Second, I'm not saying anything that doesn't honor Christ or show that I'm a Christian. Like if you want to cut out all my like of me praying out decisions or you don't want to paint me as the Christian person, so be it. But I'm not going to say anything that dishonors Jesus. And so I think, no, it did not come in between because I was very firm and like 
this is who I am and this is what me and my relationship about. Uh, and so, no. So then I just got to enjoy it. I think that they respected and they probably weren't used to people being like, oh, like I was kind of telling them like, this is how it's going to be or you're not gonna, like, I just won't be on the show. Like, I don't need this show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like I, I didn't need it at all. So then I just got to enjoy it. It was a fun, awesome experience. The people who I worked with were great. Um, but no, yeah, I think it was just because I was pretty firm from the beginning. Like this is how yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I keep thinking my power is going to go out. So sorry if I cut off. I'm here. <laughs> my lights keep oh, flickering. I keep hearing thunder like pretty close to my neighborhood or whatever. But yeah. perfect time uh, for a thunderstorm. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty wild because like those shows, they want drama, right? They want yeah, they you do. to fight. It's like they have they have a vested interest in like doing what's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like making couples fight each other and be hostile with each other. Like they're not yeah. there to like help you to build a good, healthy, loving relationship. They want right. drama. They want clicks. Right. And yeah. That's like bigger picture. That's like a lot of social way media, bigger. Like they don't want you to be happy and healthy. They want to sell you stuff they want you to be a yeah. consumer <laughs> they want first, you like for alone sure. and depressed so they can sell you entertainment and pills you know it, they want exactly. to sell you the, the, the solution to these pro these artifacts it all fits an agenda you know? bro yeah. all fits an agenda but that's awesome that you just stood your ground and was like no i'm not doing that yeah and i and i think <laughs> i think i really that. do think that they respected it because then they yeah. like, they tried to make the show a like our specific episode about how much me and Emily love each other and about how we make decisions together. Like, and so it was a different type of episode, uh, which was cool that they respected. Like I have the whole cast, like all the producers, everything, not the cast, all the producers, they were all so awesome. So like, I'm glad that they honored that, but I do think it was cause I was pretty fun from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's so yeah. And I think too, a lot of times like, um, when you when you do that, like we were talking about earlier, like when darkness comes knocking, right? And you're just like, no, yep. you know? <laughs> just confident. You're not angry about it. You're not hostile. Yes. You're just like, no, keep. You know, the enemy is at my door. He's knocking, and I just simply say, yep. not today, and close the door. That's I think right. They don't. I think the enemy walks away with respecting you, right? Yeah. I think there's a matter exactly. of like, oh, okay. Like that's a you know, and I think you see those examples like a lot. Yep. <laughs> they are so he's so they used to punking us. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, I've heard someone say and explain that like the people that Satan uses that do his bidding, like that's probably who Satan hates the most and respects <laughs> the least. You know, like, oh you were right. so weak, you gave in to me. You gave in to that. Yeah. And yeah, I barely exactly. even tempted you, and now you're just barely like, working for me. Like Satan has to almost find these people like disgusting and despicable, you know. Yeah, whereas someone exactly. like just of honor, who is clearly like living right and doing right, that's yeah. probably Satan's number one target, and probably the hundred percent Satan or darkness respects the most, you know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna stop tempting you and stop trying. No, to, never like, break you down and wear you down or whatever. Um, and I always say, I've said this, I've realized I've said this multiple times on my live stream. I say lot instead of Job when I'm bringing up Job as an example. So oh. sorry in the past on my live streams, I said <laughs> lot and it's probably been real confusing. I don't know why yeah. my brain mixes those things up. 
But like yeah, Job is the example, right? Like Job just yep. could not be broken. And Satan just yep. kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And I'm sure at the end of it, like Satan kind of respected Job. Oh, and yeah. Maybe not Satan himself, but like people like living wrong. I feel like right. they do kind of eventually, they won't say it out loud. They won't admit to it, but they do probably have a lot of respect for someone. Oh, yeah. Like, truly genuinely with authority saying like i'm going to live right and do right and there's nothing you can do to change that yeah i think there's a lot of respect there from even those people yeah. i might be totally wrong it might it might just not even be capable they hate it they hate it but they'll respect it <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's where our logical mind would go that they would respect it <laughs> but who knows because <laughs> we would i guess that's another yeah kind of exactly back to what we we're just saying like you kind of want other people to be right like you when they're not but Yep. So true. And then earlier that that was a crucial point too. I wanted to re- bring back up real quick about submission because that is such mm-hmm. like a naughty evil word, right? How dare yes, you it is. make a woman submit to you? It's like yeah. well, Christ in his fleshly form provided the perfect example of a man submitting to God. Yep. And so as men, like me and you have to follow that example and we have to learn how to submit to him, right? Exactly. Then, like you said, like women were designed to submit to men. But like, if Christ wasn't perfect, how could we possibly learn to like properly submit to him? Right. And like, if a man isn't like actively seeking to be perfect and actively seeking to be as Christ-like as possible, how can you expect a woman to submit to that man? You know, so submission is earned. Exactly. It is like required of Christians. Yes, agree. If you're not a Christian and if you're not pursuing like an actual authentic like trust and love of the creator, like a woman shouldn't submit to a godless man. You know, like some marriage doctrine. I 100% agree. I'm glad you said It doesn't matter if the man is not submitting to Christ, then the woman shouldn't be submitting to him. Exactly. If the man is submitting to Christ, then exactly. yeah. I think every woman... You know, they might not admit it out loud or publicly or post it on their media, social media page, but they are craving submission to like an actually righteously masculine. A hundred percent. And like you said, like, 100%. we're severely lacking that, you know, our society is severely lacking like yeah. actual men of honor, men of nobility, men of like respect <laughs> and actual genuine like divine authority. Um, yeah. so true <laughs> that's a good point bro because i yeah that's so true that's so true and it's like things are a mess but also like not right like yeah like look at how yep. messy this world is but like me and you are like not <laughs> yeah we're not yeah exactly we're right? not letting those around us give into it we're trying to be hope right. and positive and like influence people for the better every day trying to like act like you have a family i'm trying to like get a family <laughs> <laughs> but eventually like, we're gonna be... <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a few steps behind you on that on that yeah. <laughs> all right I'll, I'll catch up don't worry i'll catch up in the race it's a long race you know that's right it's a marathon <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right but like becoming those like genuine true righteously masculine men of god that actively influence their families and their communities and their churches and their friends you know like their garden right and like, yeah, the world's a mess. Yeah. yeah, out there it's a mess. But like, if you can tend your garden and do it well, do the job that God mm. provided for you, that can make profound change. And we tend to like dis like, we tend to like not think that way because our minds have become so like global minded and big picture. Mm. Like, if you're not the president of the United States, you can't really make that much change. 
It's like, no, you right. can make a lot of change in a lot of lives just living your life. Just exactly. doing right and being right in your life and the, with, with and for the people that you interact with. Um, That's so true, bro. I think people a, underestimate the impact that they have. Yeah. Yeah. People I'm underestimate the impact that they can have. I know I do it. Uh, just because I'm not, like you said, like the president of the United States, or I'm not the man that has 40,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm like, oh no, that man has impact. Look how many people he's reaching. Or you like, dude, think about all the people that God has put in your life right now. And sure, maybe it's not 40,000 people on a YouTube or on an Instagram, but you can have lasting impact on people, eternal impact on people. Like you said, just by living your life where you're pursuing Christ each and every day trying to be better each and every day that has an impact on people loving people forgiving people S little simple things bro that's such a good word that's so true yeah. um what what is faith i have some Ooh. i have some questions for you that are like like uh, gonna be like our bible study questions yeah <laughs> i love that our small group uh questions. What is faith? Uh, I think the best example I've ever got of faith, which made the most sense to me, is I'm well, faith is like faith in Christ is legit. Like I'm sitting in this chair right now, and I I believe that when I sat on it, that it wasn't going to crumble and I wasn't going to fall to the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like I had enough faith that this chair was going to hold me up, so I sat on it. Like that's the type of faith that you have to have in Christ, that I'm putting all my weight, all my hope, all my thing on Christ. And I'm trusting that he's not gonna fall, right? I believed first, I believed, I saw the chair and I believed that it was sturdy enough to hold me up, but it's not just believe it because I can believe that the chair works and then just look at it from over there and be like, I think that chair would hold me up. It's, but it's <laughs> not until it's accompanied with okay, me actually going to sit on the chair too to prove that I had faith. And I think that's where the faith and works things comes into play. Like I believed it, so I sat on it. And I think that's, that's to me, that's what faith is. I know that was an example, not like a definition, but like that's made the most sense to me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. What, what does repentance mean? Ooh, man, this is a, a loaded question and one that needs to be talked <laughs> talked about more, baby. Uh, repentance to me is a genuine, heartfelt sorrow when you see just how awful your sin is before God and you turn from that sin you recognize all right, that pathway that wide, the wide road that leads to destruction. I'm on that path. That's the path that I'm on because of my sin, because of my flesh. And I'm going to, I feel bad for that. I have genuine sorrow in my heart because I've offended a holy God. And so now I've turned, I'm no longer walking this way. I've turned and I'm walking this way where everybody else is walking that way, I'm walking this way and I'm walking towards Christ. And I've now accepted his law as good and the culture's laws as bad. I think that that's what uh, repentance means, a genuine sorrow for your sin and you see it for what it is and how offensive it is to a holy God and not just feeling sorrowful, but turning and recognizing that the world's way are wrong and you're not walking on that path anymore. Now you're walking on God's path. You're gonna stumble, you're gonna fall, you're still gonna sin, 
And that's why we seek forgiveness. Thank God for, you know, verses in first John that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us. But I think that's what true repentance is. awesome yes well, sir and what is what does forgiveness mean uh lord has <laughs> keep it rolling yeah Mel, that's it um, crash course 101 into the into bible study college that's so true so true uh forgiveness is no longer holding somebody accountable for the wrong that they may have done just like christ no longer holds our sin against us anymore when we've obviously repented, that's doing that for somebody else. It's no longer holding the wrong that they've done against them anymore, um, which frees not only that person, but it also frees you. So I think that's uh, forgiveness is, you know, letting go of that wrong and not holding, holding anybody accountable for the wrong that they've done, so to speak, against you. Is receiving what you've prayed for a good God's thing? position to do that? Oh, wow. Exactly. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So yeah, you, I was saying you like, cut off, and I thought you were done talking. Like cut off right when you ended a sentence. So I thought it was. Oh, sorry. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, the end thing was just uh, like that's like at the end. That's that's God's. Like, He's gonna be the one that holds people accountable for their actions at the very, you know, the last day, like you, we will all stand before God and, you know, give an account for our actions. That's God's job. Our job is to forgive people. Not to not to say that we don't call people out when they're wrong, but our job is still to forgive people. Let it go. We're not the one who, you know, tallies up and holds accounts or holds, you know, we're not the account holder, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. It's not our job. Like that is his exactly <laughs> his alone, man. Is receiving what you've prayed for a good thing? Depends on if you're praying the Father's will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, so true. if you're not praying, if you're not praying according to His will, uh, uh, not always. I'm not saying that you you we can't pray for um, selfish things at times. Um, selfish I, I hate to say that word but pray for things that we want not specifically need i'm not saying that that's a bad thing because you can use that to give god glory but ultimately not everything we pray for is a good thing if it's not aligned with god's will or getting what we pray for is good if it's not according to his will Sorry, it sounds like a war zone outside my house right now. Bro, it sounds like it sounds like, yeah, <laughs> like four different that, sirens going off in the distance, thunder claps, and like, <laughs> like we're, yeah, we're just chatting up a storm in here. That's and, it. You know, we're just talking Bible while you know the biblical flood is storm happening, happening outside. And, <laughs> <laughs> don't mind that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's great. I linger on this question, like, and I I've, I always ask people this in my life and on my streams. And it's been a thought, like, it's just, I go back and forth on it genuinely, like, over the mm -hmm. last year or two. And actually, Mike Glenn from Brentwood Baptist had a great sermon that kind of started this thought. Yeah. Where he was talking about, you know, First Samuel and how mm. the people of Israel were like, we want a king, right? Yeah. And God's like, no, you don't need a king, just trust me. Right. And so he has these people speaking for him, these prophets, you know, Elijah, Eli, all these people. Yeah. And 
the people are still like, no, we want to be we like everyone around us. We want a king. Right. And I think it's it's, it's Eli or Elijah. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm, I'm blanking on who that yeah. is. Basically yeah. Basically says, hey, people, no. Right. <laughs> and he's yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. God and he's like, God, no, we don't need a king. We need to just trust you. Exactly. And God basically says, like, no, I'll give them a king. Mm-hmm. I'll give them a king and they're, they're going to see the consequences. They're going to feel yep. the consequences of this. Yeah. So this thought of me, because Mike Glenn made the point of like, really be careful when you receive what you wish for. Mm. Like the people of Israel wanted a king and God gave them a king. Yeah. Right. And then it was a disaster. Disaster. <laughs> so these bro. people, like the Israelites, they're kind of faithful. You know, obviously they're not truly trusting God. They're not living exactly how they should be, but they right. have enough faith to like pray to God and they're yeah. asking him for something. God yeah. gives them that thing. And it turns out and to almost be a giant lesson for them and for us in yes. modern times to look back yep. on. But like there was disastrous consequences. So, so true. Like, I like that idea of like be careful what you pray for and also be cautious That's good. when you are given that thing. That's but, good. Like, and you make a good point, and so many people when I've asked this have made a, a really good counterpoint, which is like if you're praying with if what you're praying for is actually genuinely to bring about something that's going to bring God glory, mm. then why would you, like, there should be no reason to stress over that or worry over that. Not at all. It, you know? Exactly. Um, so, like, that's so true. Like, if you are praying for what's best for everyone and for God, yeah, the way to bring about the most glory for him, then, like, yeah. no, you should never, like, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I agree. But, like... If you're not, if you're praying for something like just purely selfish because it's going to make your life easier and comfortable, you might yeah. actually want to hit pause when that thing does happen. You know, uh, <laughs> you might have a bro, big, big so strong true. lesson coming your way, smacking you in the face pretty soon. Yeah, I literally heard a quote one time that like tried to help me change the way I pray, and it's probably so cliche, but it was like, if God were to answer every single one of your prayers, would anybody else's life be better, or would it just be yours? And I was just like it would just be mine. And so I was just like, that's probably not God's will. Like, I'm not saying that God doesn't want me to have a great life, abundant life, but ultimately we're called to serve. And so I was like, that's changed my prayer life. And you said that too, like bring him glory, but also like for the betterment of others, we can pray for other people too. And then, you know, you're in God's will if you're praying for others. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's a, that's a really good, really good way of thinking about that. Yes, sir. Do you do you trust God's plan more than your own? No, I don't. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. In in, the, in theory, in theory, a hundred percent. Like I know, I know. But I would. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the hard part. I think yeah. that's that's the hard part, especially for me. Um, yeah. Is like. I don't trust God. It's just my natural instinct is just to take control. Like it just happens. And then, then I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, bro, you just controlled that whole day. All your thoughts were like, how you can make your life better, how you can do that. And I'm mad. I'm like, why don't you just submit to Christ and ask him what he would have you do for today or what he wants you to do for your life instead of go try to make something out? Like it just is, I wake up in the morning. I am getting better. So 100% I'm getting better, but I don't want to get on here and lie and act like I'm, I got it perfect because I don't. So in theory, 
yes, I trust God's plan is way better than mine. And I know that he's going to get me to a spot where I'm completely fully reliant on him. So I have that hope right now in practice. It's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. But getting better. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah. You there? Yeah, I'm yeah. there. Did you see that? No, you yeah. probably didn't see that. I just, that lightning just flashed all my apparel went out. <laughs> <laughs> it came right back on though. Yeah. That was wild. Wild thunderstorm happening outside. Yeah. Um, um, can't stop us though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, do you think we're living in the best <laughs> of times or the worst of times? Ooh, uh, best of times. Yeah. Um, uh, the best of times. Um, we're literally, you know, a chance's turn. That's, uh, I guess that's part of, yeah. Hello? Yeah? Oh, no. I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we're back. We're back on. Yes, sir. Back in this building. Uh, I think we're living (laughs) in the best time. Just, uh, I know I said that, but we're closer to Christ's return. Um, the gospel is more accessible to people now. Uh, we have technology to be able to get the gospel out to, to places. Um, yeah, man, I think we're living in a, a great time uh, where people are hungry and need the gospel more than ever, like, especially for us in America. No shot. Especially for us in America, like obviously we got things right in the American church, but for us who are trying to do things right, I think about the freedom that we have to gather and the freedom that we have to go out and share our faith and read our Bibles every single day that people back then didn't get to do. Yeah. So I think I think that's an amazing blessing that we take for granted. Like, yeah, sure, I think a lot of people say that they would have wanted to walk with Jesus. And of course, I would want to walk with Jesus too. But Jesus literally tells us that it's better for him to leave so that the Holy Spirit will come. I just don't think that we actually believe those words. Like, do we actually believe that that's better? And are we actively trying to pursue a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Oh no, you're chopping up again. Or breaking up again. No! <laughs> the best of times, that's my final answer. <laughs> right on. Chop it we chop 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 and screwed a little bit there, but I think we kinda got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um do you, so I guess some more uh, generalized questions. Do you think that porn is a sin? Is porn a sin? Yeah. 
<laughs> like just one, uh, yeah. like one people. Yeah, that's 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 sexual immorality. Yeah. Is that a debated topic? Is what? Is that a debated topic? Sadly, yes. Yeah. Wow. I would figure like most people would just be like, yeah, duh. Are they saying like <laughs> I can watch it but like I can't masturbate? Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of people that like to excuse their sin. You know, they like to pick oh, and also, choose the Bible or deny. That's true. This is not what what he really meant by this. This is an allegory. It's not, you know, because me, it's like, okay, just um, open up your Bible to Matthew 5. <laughs> you know, but then people who have this sin are not, they're going to be like, oh, well, he was it also a metaphor. I'm also, oh, he was generalizing. Oh, it's not really what he meant, you know. Right. And that's just yeah. not, not with this topic, but with so Mary. many topics. Yeah. I've also heard about married people, too. So now that you bring that up, dude, like married people are like, yeah, we watch porn together to get ideas. And because they're married, that it's not lustful. No, bro, it's a sin. Sorry. That's a sin. <laughs> no, you're, watching, so that's, you're voyeuring. You're watching someone else, you know? You're, yeah, that's literally adultery. <laughs> so you're sinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same. It's like similar, like people, you know, saying that like being gay is not a sin, you know, it's like, well, because Jesus didn't yes, specifically say that being gay is a sin. Like that sentence wasn't uttered out of his mouth. You know, it's like you really have to twist and pick and choose Bible verses and twist things and invert meanings to come to that conclusion. But they will. They will jump through those hoops yeah. because they, they don't right. want to admit that they're sinning. And they also then don't want to if they do if if their heart is telling them and convicting them they're gonna try to like right. actively seek to deny that or do whatever right. they can so that they don't actually have to change like you said put the work in on top of their faith they yes. just want faith and they want that faith alone to save them they don't want faith and then to do the works that are required of someone who is a true believer agreed so they'll well, find ways to excuse the their thing, sin yeah. the gay thing has never made sense to me the gay thing has like, never made sense to me like like they uh like it makes sense but like when you become a christian as to like why you would stay and not think that that's wrong like every single even heterosexual male still like not saying like all but like you would still have to crucify that flesh of wanting to like have sex with other women and yeah. and like they just act like they're the only ones that don't get to do what they want to do like Oh, you're telling me I can't be how I feel. I'm like, bro, my feelings, my flesh wants me to go sleep with every girl on the planet, but I have to crucify that. Like, you think I'm not making sacrifices to be a believer too? Like, the, the, the rules don't change just because my feelings tell me that I get to be lustful. No, bro, I have to crucify that, and you got to crucify the homosexuality. I'm not saying your feelings aren't real, but crucify that, though. I just don't, like, they... I, I feel like they don't understand that. And I'm like, like they think I'm judgmental, but like, no, I literally have the same struggles that are sins as well that have to be dealt with and crucified just like you. You don't get a free pass just because your feelings are strong. I guarantee you heterosexual men's feelings for porn or whatever it is or for other women is just as strong as your homosexuality. I promise you. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, well said. Yeah, there's a, I read this book and, you know, there was a lot I disagreed with and thought, you know, that's not biblical. You're kind of twisting meanings, but 
the general idea of it rang true. And so the author was a Christian man who called, who, who considers himself gay. Mm. And he's making the argument, he's making arguments like, yeah, like homosexual marriage is not biblical. Homosexual sex mm. is not, like you're sinning. Like, yeah. it's like, but there's this undeniable thing in me that like actively lusts for men and I have no desire to marry a woman. Mm. And so, yeah. he, you know, the conclusion he's getting at is like, as long as I'm actively fighting off these flesh urges and I'm actively pursuing righteous reunion with God and I'm not yeah. acting on these flesh urges, like what, kind of what we we're saying, like these thoughts come into his head and he's not letting them actually dictate his behavior. He's not right. actively sinning. He's letting the thoughts come into his head and just kind of ignore them and let them pass. Um, right. But he's also not like lying about who he is or what he is or what his intentions are. Like he's very, mm. he's writing a very public book about it. You know, I mm. wish I had it in front of me. I can't think of it. It's somewhere in my library bookshelf. I, I read it two years ago. Yeah. But, um, so there's a lot of like, I disagree with some of the things he was saying, but like that general premise is true. Like, and that it's not just that specific topic. It's like, if you're X, if you're whatever kind of sinner, if you're a liar, if you're a cheater, if you're yeah. any type of sinner, and now you've realized you've encountered Christ. Now you truly are like surrendering to Him. You're trying to like going through that sanctification project process, like you said earlier, like you're repenting. You're trying yeah. to divert from that evil way and go in the direction of God at all times. Mm. But you have these like urges to drink excessively, yeah. or these urges to be in a homosexual relationship, or these urges to cheat, or these whatever the urges are, the temptations of sin that used to define you and used to control you. As right. long as you're actively recognizing they are sin and you're actively running away from them and towards God and towards righteousness, yeah. like, I kind of agree with them. Like, that is not I, sin. I he, agree too. He can call himself a homosexual and as long as he's actively aware that that's a bad thing and that he's trying to overcome it, mm. I, it's hard for me to, like, condemn that man. That See, man or the... anyone else is like, I'm an alcoholic, I struggle with alcohol. Like, I just, I have to, I can't take one sip of it. I can't lie to myself. And he's like, I just am. I know deep down inside, like, if I get one taste, it will just ruin me. Mm. And he's actively fighting against that, like, bad behavior. Like, yeah. he could be an alcoholic and also still on the path towards God and towards righteousness. As long as yeah. he's not acting out on that sin or whatever. I, as, as far as the, like, the only thing that I would not like is like, I don't, I wouldn't want you to identify yourself as anything other than what Christ identifies you as. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's, like, that's what I so, agree with. Yeah. That's why I'm so like, deep why down. He say, can be a homosexual, yeah. Yeah. but he can't say that because that's not what he is anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he has, yeah. no, I'm a, yeah. I'm a saint. I'm saved by Jesus Christ. I think the longer that he holds on to, well, I'm a homosexual. No, you're not, bro. And yeah. just like, no, I'm or no longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to be a homosexual. Now I struggle with homosexual temptation. That's right. that's right. different. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I I agree with that. Like if you're if you're if you are deep down a homosexual, you struggle with those temptations and you're fighting that, bro. You're on the path of righteousness. You're saved. I agree with you. Like because I still have things to fight, but I'm not going around being like, yeah, I'm a porn an, an, a porn addict. Uh, but I'm fighting porn addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm a saint uh, that may struggle. Not, I'm not saying that's what I struggle with, but uh, that is still tempted by this. 
but yeah, I would never like claim the identity that this is who I am. No, I am saved by the blood of Jesus and I'm a saint. That's what I would say I am. And I struggle with this, but that's the only takeaway. That would be my only wrong thing about that. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's a lot of things I disagree with this guy on. As I was reading the book, I kept wanting to like put it down, you know, I'm like, oh, this is just so bad, but also yeah. it's pretty interesting hearing that perspective, like hearing yeah. about. True. There's a good phrase too that, um, Vody, Vody or Vody, Vody Bakum, uh, yeah, which is like uh, yep, yep. that phrase of like, well, I was just born this way, you know. Oh, I was born this way. You have to oh, accept that's a me topic. for I was born this way, and Vody's like, yes, you were, and that's why you need Jesus. Like, mm. yes, you were born this way, and yes, that is why you need a savior, because you mm. were born this way in this fallen state. And there, you need to overcome that and return to a righteous life with your creator. Not mm. down here on this earthly, physical, sinful, deathly level. You need to rise up, elevate, overcome what you were born as and become the yeah. person that you were created to genuinely, truly be and become. Mm. So this like, That's I was word. born this way, therefore my sins are just okay and I'm going to keep doing them. No, yeah. actually... Uh-huh. Like, yeah. yes, fact, you were born this way, but actually you need to overcome that and become the person you were actually created to be. I like, that's a good word, man. So that's like what true. you're saying too, it's like, yeah, this guy was homosexual. Yes, he was born this way. Yes, he has these problems, like chemical imbalances or just childhood yeah. traumas, whatever it is, like causing him to like have this problem. Those are real. You were born that way. You were raised that way. But now after encountering Christ, yep. after encountering and receiving salvation, you need to be heading yep. in the opposite direction and overcoming that. Yeah. And like you said, becoming a Christian. Exactly. Not defining yourself as like yes. what you were, but defining it, yourself as like what you are exactly. now. Yeah. Truth. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, uh, is abortion murder? We're going to really get canceled tonight. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Repeat that one more time. I can hear you now. Yeah. Is abortion murder? Oh, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, we're going to get canceled, um, but that's okay. <laughs> but, um, bro, my, my, my wife has a really big heart about this. And so we've been talking about abortion a lot. Um, and she's actually going to get involved in something. So I'm glad you brought this topic up, but like I was talking to her today too. And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier with like the Conor McGregor quote, Ryland said like abortions murder, but like people, like I use this all the time. Like I, I thought about this today, like God, when he was getting mad at people in the Old Testament, was he getting mad at the Israelites or at the pagan nations? He was getting mad at the Israelites for acting like pagan nations. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, I, I'm not saying, abortion is murder. Like, no, there is no if, answer, but you're killing a baby. I don't care if it's a clump of cells or whatever you think it is, you're murdering. Uh, and it's wrong. But again, to a non-believing world, they don't murder. Why is murder a big deal to them you, you know what i'm saying like they don't follow the same standards that we do now if we as christians which I'm, I'm not saying that the world doesn't i think christians are getting bad to where they starting to believe that abortion is okay and not right those people are the people who need to be called out those are the people who need to be not attacked so to speak but like yo you're way off dog like you're way off if you think this is okay but the world is never going to think like we do. And so uh, I was like, I'm not going to take it easy on the world because, bro, those are lives that God, whatever. 
But again, I still have this thing. God is going to deal with the unbeliever. Like God is going to yeah. deal with those people. We need to make sure that the church is acting right and the church is sound on this particular thing. That's who we need to make sure is equipped to know that abortion is murder. So yeah, let's go ahead and get canceled tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did a whole stream on abortion in January and I was pretty much like, as I'm hitting submit, I'm like, cancel. Cancel. <laughs> this is a strike. Cancel. This is gonna uh surprisingly it didn't, you know. Yeah, bro, but yeah. Yet. There I, I don't <laughs> see how you can see like how could you make an argument that I don't see how you could see that it's not abortion. I or not murder. I just I don't get that. But again, my, my our brains are different. <laughs> yeah. See I have a unique perspective and I get it's not anger. But it's like, I have like this deep desire to like, have just been born and raised a Christian mm. because I wasn't. So I had like 28 yeah. years of just chaos and selfishness and programming in the wrong direction, you know, just yeah. for yourself, life is meaningless, you know, just the standard, like secular mindset, secular worldview. Right. So I'd like, there's a lot of topics like this where I actually do kind of understand because I used to agree with that. Yeah. Like t 10 years ago, I literally was like, yeah, whatever, it's a woman's right. Like, I don't have a right to say anything and <laughs> they should just be able to do it. It's just like a medical procedure. Like I bought all of those standard talking points. Like I bought those yeah. lies because I was that. I was, yeah. evil. I was living in darkness. I was living in a fallen state. So there's so yeah. many times where I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, drugs should just be legal. Like, yeah, uh, right. everyone, you know, both, and I just bought all these lies. And now that mm. I don't, it's like I can look back and kind of understand why they are like that. It's right. still wrong. Like, now I see, it's, oh right. man, I, that's embarrassing how wrong I was. I yeah. can't believe how wrong that was. I can't believe, like, thankfully, I didn't lead anyone to astray. <laughs> yeah. But there could have been situations where, like, that ignorance, that me believing the lie, could have really profoundly affected me or my loved ones or just people in my life. Um, yep. And, but it's easy to kind of look back and see because I was that I was secular for 20 yeah. years. It's easy for me to like, say like, Oh, that I can kind of understand why they believe that way. They're wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to shy yep. away from telling them to their face. Yes. You're wrong. Trust me. I used yeah. to be like you. And now I, yep. I see that it's wrong. What you're doing. Yeah. And what I used to do. And but there's a level of grace i get what you're saying yeah, yeah. and like relatability like i can kind of yeah you know I, I used i know it i was there i was in there I was yeah. living like that you know so i can see it but then now it's so impossible to go back like once you've seen the truth you <laughs> yeah. can't go back like once you leave plato's plato's cave like you can't go yeah. back and start sharing it and staring at those shadows on the wall again like you've seen that's the right reality for what it is there's no going back yep um, and that's just Ain't that the truth with so many things you know the, the phrase I like to say is like I can smell Satan or I can smell mm. evil because it's yep. a familiar scent yes it is and so like coming from California and moving to like Tennessee there's a lot of times where I like I feel like I'm like sounding the alarms like guys mm. evil's coming evil's coming like I'm Paul Revere on a horse like the yep. evil is coming guys <laughs> we gotta get, we gotta mount a defense like the Satanists are moving to Nashville. Let They're moving to Tennessee. We gotta keep them out. And everyone looks at me like, like, Get shut up, here. you idiot. Like, what do you know? You know? Right. But it's like, yeah, it's true. But also like, 
so it is true like because i can smell evil coming i can smell yeah. it coming. i can sense Warm. it coming i've been there i was there i've lived there before i know what yeah. it's like now i come to tennessee where everyone is like pretty ignorant they haven't smelled yeah what satan smells like ignorant, so when bro. satan comes comes walking in the room they don't understand that it's satan they don't nope. understand that what they're doing is leaving their children into you know they're, they're turning their boys effeminate and their their little girls masculine they don't understand that because they can't understand what evil is they don't know yep. what it is they don't know how it works they can't see exactly. the warning signs you know um so i feel like sometimes i'm like guys like trying to shake people awake and be like guys guys we gotta start taking yeah. things seriously but also like it's yep. not my place and i'm still learning and i'm still being corrected and I True. was that guy just a few years ago. So who who gave me the right now to be the authority on the matter? And right. So that's like a constant struggle. And then you know, pride sinks in. Like, oh well, I yes. know, I know what's best, and so yep. I'm gonna go tell them what to do. And it's like, dude, you've lived here for two years. <laughs> I was born and raised here. My grandfather owned land in Tennessee and was born and raised right. here. Like, you're coming from California telling us what to do. It's like. That's a good point. Yeah. I might be right. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not in the right telling you how to live your life and how to like yeah. change and adapt or whatever. But yeah, that's it's a true. Whole, man. whole big topic for a whole nother. <laughs> yeah, whole nother podcast. Um, but yeah, I have a whole bunch of other questions and whole other topics, and I just we'll have, we're gonna have to have you back on the stream to just talk about. Bro, it. I love it. And, Bro, uh, I'd love to get it, man. This is fun. And hopefully we'll do it again soon because we have a lot more to talk about and like the connection is spotty tonight. We picked a bad night. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we did, but that's okay. <laughs> my girlfriend's in the chat. She says her power went out. Like my my lights oh, flickering, and yeah. I wish this worked better technically. So hopefully I'll save the rest of our my questions for a better night with the better audio video connection. That'd be perfect, bro. Um, but. Before we go, I always like to ask, do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, man. How'd you get so wise? <laughs> That's my question for you. I feel like, and like, uh, not like a, you know, teacher home, but like you and you and Sabian are like two people that like constantly just speak little wisdoms to me all the time. So where's that come from? <laughs> Well, I think like what I said, like I have this unique perspective because I was so lost because I was totally, mm. I mean, my whole life, like I thought Christianity was stupid. I, I just bought yeah. it a lot. So I was like, oh, it's fake. Rich people use it to control poor people. That's literally what I thought about Christianity. Mm. I was like, oh, like there's probably a God, like there's probably a creator, but oh, he probably doesn't even know about us and care about us. Like we're just specks yeah. on his radar. and. You know, mm. all these like worldly mindsets and worldly perspectives, but I've always been interested in like history and philosophy and like pursuit yeah. of knowledge. So long story short, I encounter Christ at my darkest. Life is just totally radically changed. I start reading the Bible mm. and I'm just like eyes open, like undeniably this is the truth and I can't believe I've like mm. been so stupid to reject this and deny this yeah. and put this put off reading this and like not even consider it. Um, yeah and it was just over you know so after that it's just constant in the work constant all day every day listening to podcasts like trying to like mm. understand god and his right ways and just really making up for all the lost time and making up for all the past mistakes i made so there's like kind of that like yeah kind of the, the idea that like when you're on fire you're on fire like you know trey who's been on the podcast yep. who's your brother you know him very well yeah. like you know 
five years ago, he'd be like probably the last person you'd ask about something like to involve like theology. Um, and like now he's probably one of the first people because he's so on fire. He's so aggressively in the word that someone like that is kind of yeah going to be a good person to talk to about things. Um, and that's kind, right. of, kind of the same with me, but also like with me and Trey, like we also have this unique perspective of like not knowing God and knowing how like the outside world thinks and knowing like earthly yeah. wisdom and comparing and contrasting that right. with like biblical wisdom. Sometimes people who are just mm. born and raised in church, they've really just learned how to memorize and repeat things. Yeah. Or they've kind of, they're just kind of bored. They've been kind of reading their Bible for 25 years. And so they don't really mm. care to really investigate what they're reading. Whereas I read something and I'm like, whoa, yeah. dope. I didn't even know this prophet was in the Bible. Let me <laughs> deep dive everything about him. Let me figure out mm. everything about him, what everything means. You know, yeah. so there's like this intensity to like, what I'm doing right now when I'm like reading and, and worrying about mm. his right ways. Um, See, that was going to be my next question, which you kind of answered. When I was going to say, just to cap all my ramblings and thoughts off is there's to this element of like, now I'm like purposely dumbing myself down. Like I've tried to be so intellectually smart and be like, mm. learn about philosophy and learn about technology and learn about history, like learn about all this man-made knowledge. And now that I see yeah. that, all of it's just right here in 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 his word mm -hmm. and he's speaking to us yeah. in our hearts it's almost like i've learned now to like really let go and look what we were saying earlier like let go of those thoughts and let go of like the intellectual and let go of the ego and just kind of let god work yeah so almost like purposely mm. dumbing yourself down in some regards and just being like yeah i don't know i don't really yeah. know i don't need to have a smart, smarty pants response to you right now i don't need to memorize mm. everything about this topic I just need to have yeah. trust in God and in time that's, things will work out. So that's sometimes true, even man. just dumbing yourself down can make you more wise in a weird way. Because mm. you're tapping into like God. Like you're actually your heart is receiving the word of God and it's not necessarily mm. like your intellectual mind knowing everything about God. Um, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense, bro. That makes sometimes like being dumb can make you wise. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, my next one, because uh, I've just found if I have time for one more question. Yeah. So, so like I look at like um, you, like a little bit of your story and my brother specifically, obviously, because I um, you just have to because of your testimony where you came from. But I would just say, like, people like me and a lot of in the South, obviously, instance is, you know, bad enough to separate you from God for all of eternity. But, like, kind of grew up churchy, you know, we weren't far off. So it's far off, like, the, that, way, that way, so to speak. And so, that building isn't as great, so to speak. You, you, you try to get what I'm pulling at? So like, what would you tell someone? Like, I guess this is like a, a weird question, but like, like almost like I look at Trey and I know like he's just been so radically changed. And I'm not saying that like I haven't been changed. Obviously I have, but like it wasn't as radical. So I just almost like envy his like 
like you, you just have that you know God because you know what it was like to not know him. Whereas I feel like I've always, you know, kind of known God. Like obviously I, I know him more now. Um, I guess I don't even know what I'm trying to get at, but like what would be like your thoughts on that or even advice for somebody? Because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the South, would have that sort of thing. Like, I know I just always kind of grew up in the church. I know God. So then we kind of are those people who just like read the Bible for like 25 minutes and not, I'm not saying that's not me now. Like God's given me hunger for the word, but like, I'm still like God, but like I haven't been transformed as much as my brother has. Like I haven't been transformed as much as whoever has. Um, yeah. What would be your thoughts or advice? Well, yeah, for me, it's, it's the op. It's kind of a two thing. Like, it's like, I struggle with like being like, man, I wish I was always a Christian. I just uh, wish I always had the truth. Like my life would have been so much better. Mm. And then I like flip side, there's people that are like the opposite where they're like, I actually wish I wasn't born and raised so nice and comfortable because like being born and raised a Christian with like a loving, happy, healthy family has not actually prepared me for this cruel world that we live in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so there is like, I feel like both, and it's just God puts you in those situations for a reason. Like at the end mm. of it, like he's, he's given these two types of people. And obviously it's not just the dichotomy. There's so much gray area in between. Right. Kind 100%. of both or different <laughs> extremes, whatever. But right. If we're talking about just these two types of people, like God has put these two people in different situations for different reasons. And mm. at the end of it, they've both returned to him. They've both yeah. re become reunited with him. And I think that's all that matters. But mm. we in like our earthly, fleshly fallen state kind of go like, I wish I had that life instead. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be easier if things were like that instead. Or if this life, this part of my life was different. Which yeah. goes back to those thoughts. Like you're, you're thinking about the past. You're wishing mm. the past was different than it was. You're not truly just accepting things and living the in the present in the moment. Yeah. Mm. That's but I heard, enough. I was talking to someone about this same topic and they were like, Kind of explaining my situation where it's like being in a hot tub like oh, okay like you, you know everyone wants to be in the mm. hot tub and let's pretend the hot tub is like you know salvation yeah and so i'm coming like like someone like you or like someone who's like born and raised a believer they're just like they've been in the hot tub yeah and it's great they're having a great time like they're just in the hot tub yeah and then i'm coming around like i've been cold and outside of the hot tub and i'm like man, that would be great to get in that hot tub. So then I finally, yeah. like, okay, cool. And I go over, I get in the hot tub and it's like hot, and it, but it feels mm. really good. And it's like, oh man. So there's like extra sensation. There's extra fire. There's extra heat. And I'm really yeah. appreciative because I'm like 10 seconds ago, I was outside in the cold. Now this yeah. feels great. This is awesome. Mm. This is amazing. And yeah. it's like, there's so much fire and electricity and excitement there. Yeah. And maybe you're just on the other end of the hot tub. Just like, dude, what's your problem? Like, yeah I think, <laughs> i've so been I here for like I, like four hours and it just yeah. like feels normal to me yeah so like you can be jealous one way or another like man you didn't have to suffer like i did in the cold mm. or flip side you don't get to experience this like radical joy that i have from yeah exiting the cold and entering into the warmth but at right. the end of the day we're now both in the hot tub yeah you know? so no That's matter a... what the journey was no matter what our past was at the end mm. of the day, you're you now have salvation. You both are now in the hot tub, enjoying being saved, and your mm. past shouldn't really matter. Like it, it should help you. It should like help your testimony, and help give you knowledge in different ways. Um, yeah. To go forward, 
But like yeah. at, at the end of the day, I don't think we should linger on that. And I struggle. I do. I do. At times, wish like man, I just wish my parents were like good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have bad parents, I'm... you know. But you have to just—I <laughs> feel you. Not not judge that. Not linger yeah. on it. Not hate them. Forgive them, anyways. You know, no, they knew not what they did, and just yeah. move forward and understand that God gave you that life for a reason, and He gave someone else a different life. For That's a true, bro. The end result is getting in that gotcha. hot tub. That's, the end result is just selling. Bro, that just spoke to me. The hot tub really did speak <laughs> to me. Like, just focus on being in the hot tub. Because you're right. That's that's the thing that would bother, not bother me, but give me envious is like that fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got used to the water because I've been sitting in there. Uh, the water's not less hot. It's still the same degrees. I just feel like I've gotten used to it. Whereas you guys seem like you're just on fire because you 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 were cold but so that's a good analogy thank you for giving me that <laughs> focus on being in the hot tub bro <laughs> yeah. that's right just enjoy the hot tub man like don't just enjoy on what you were doing an hour ago either you were yeah. in the hot tub or you weren't you know but no matter what yeah. now you are so. yeah uh what okay my i'm gonna give you one more question because i want to know what is like the biggest what is like the biggest burden like when you look at the world what is like the the thing that like plagues your heart the most like what burdens you and saddens you the most like i know for like emily it's like abortion like for me like i get super upset when like i see kids bullied uh like what is your thing that like burdens you and i'm not saying like Obviously, we can have all of those. those like those things burden all. All those things burden me in a degree because my heart's been changed. But like, I get specifically like super angry, righteously angry when I see a kid bullied. Um, like, what is your thing that burdens you? If you have, cut off a little bit of that at the end, but um... oh, of course, I got good grief. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for me, it was because yeah. um, my testimony is, I, you know, I went to go commit suicide. So I was oh, wow. there. I was in it. I was about to do it. I was like literally on my way to go just end it all. Again, I, I didn't believe in God. I thought it was just going to be darkness and nothingness afterwards. Wow. So God had other plans. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he wow. intervened. Praise he showed himself Lord, to dude. me. And just in one day, I went from being a non-believer ready to just end it all to being like a totally like convicted person who now understood that like god is real and he's everything and he has a meaning and a purpose for my life bro that's so the big crazy. thing that like gets me is like depression and suicide is mm. people having like where i was this hopelessness feeling that drives yeah. them to the extremes of self-harm suicide just yeah. in general just being depressed and like being like overly like stressed out um, yeah because to me it's like Thankfully for me, selfishly, I had this just radical encounter where God showed himself and stopped yeah. me. And it was just undeniable from that moment forward, just be like, whoa. <laughs> mm. Like, I definitely shouldn't have done that. And I'm clearly like, there's something else I need to do. And then, you, you know, you start, you the path is shown to you and you just, now you have to keep walking. You have to make the choice to walk that path. Yeah. But at least it's clear to you now. And mm. there's hope at the end of that tunnel, at the end of that well. path. But I look around at all these other people who are like depressed and confused and suicidal and they don't have that. Yeah. So it makes me almost sometimes feel jealous or, or not mm. jealous. Um, um, that's the word I'm looking for. 
not jealous, <laughs> but like um, saddened or I guess helpless. Yeah. That I can't that they are like out there just struggling, that they're out there yeah. in the darkness alone and confused and sad and scared and they're not hearing the gospel for whatever reason. Yeah. They don't, they aren't like hearing God speak to them yet. Mm. And I hope, I always like to say yet is like my favorite word because it's like, I, I love I, that. I want it to change. I want it to stop. That's why I do these live streams because I'm like, hopefully someone will tune in on the right time to hear yeah. the right word. Praise God. Um, you know, and just conversations with people, like you never know when your best friend or your family member or this person you just met for the first time or your coworker is dealing with this stuff because these people so tend to hide it. Um, yeah. People who are serious about it. And just some words, like not even like the word, like God's word, but just some yeah. positive encouragement can go a long way for people and um, hopefully be that little spark, you know, in people's lives. But yeah, if there's one thing that kind of saddens my heart is just how many people out there are dealing with all of this like intense struggle in their yeah. life, emotional yeah. turmoil and instability and like suicidal thoughts, depression, thoughts of self-harm, mm. and they mm. just aren't being shown the gospel or not being read yeah. the gospel like no one's helping them everyone's in fact in our culture people glorify them and yeah for them. sure you know oh you're you're crazy and suicidal well mm. you're a victim and you need special yeah. treatment and mm. we're gonna recognize you and promote you and um so it's almost twisting this bad yeah thing it is being something that's good and um so that's kind of the thing wow. in my life that i guess saddens me yeah at the end, it shouldn't. It's not in our control. We can just right, do right, right. little changes that we can when we can. Yeah. And not think of the bigger picture and focus on how many are out there and right, start right, right. quantifying it. And yeah. Wow. That's good, man. Uh, we'll have one final, final question. But before that, do you want to do like plugs and shout outs to anyone or let people know where <laughs> yeah, they can find your links and stuff? Yeah, bro. Uh, uh, if you guys want to, if you guys are interested in basketball, uh, my basketball Instagram is glory to God underscore B ball on Instagram. Uh, my YouTube channel for basketball is G2G basketball, just G2G basketball. And then um, my other YouTube channel with just me and my wife is Braxton and Emily Bonds. So if you just type in Braxton and Emily Bonds on YouTube, that comes up our channel um so that's my that's my plug right there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it bonds training.com uh yeah and so yeah my yeah that's my email or my website is braxtonbondstraining.com if you're interested in basketball training here in nashville franklin Brentwood area yeah and I, yes, I, mean, I wish I had kids I could send to you or uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day one day yeah, we'll get them right. Yeah, exactly. I'll have short little white kids come into <laughs> train under you and become the next. I star. see, I see, I see, I see plenty. I see plenty of those a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, right on. We have a final question: Is did you have a fun time tonight? Bro, I love. I'm not kidding. I had so much fun. I love doing stuff like this. Um, I feel like God's giving me like a love for podcasts. I don't ever, like, I don't think he's giving me the patience to do one or to learn how to do one, but I like getting on them. So <laughs> yeah, I've had a ton, ton of fun. Um, you guys are truly blessed. Uh, all you people who follow Sean, um, you guys are truly blessed uh, 
to listen to him each time he does these. These are awesome. And he's giving you guys like biblical truth. And again, I'm not like trying to toot his horn. This is like the times I get to like know him and be around him, bro. He's got a lot of wisdom. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just thankful that you had me on, man. No, thank you for coming on. And thank you. Yes, for sir. Wisdom. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't spin this around yes, on me. This is about you. You're the. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's your show, brother. <laughs> I will say I'll toot your horn here. I'll repay the favor because you always have like the 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 best bring it back advice. Like when people are getting a little too goofy with their thoughts and like, yeah. well, maybe let me let me think about this or like, what if this? Like, and I can do this too. Where I'm like, whoa, what, have you ever thought about like maybe this is what they mean? And you're always like, actually, the Bible says this. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks, Braxton, for bringing me yeah, back yeah. Like, from my theories and my opinions and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you are yes, d- yes, of course. Thank you for bringing yeah. me back in, yanking the chain back. You're right. That's like, right. There is a foundation of truth right here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get too wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like that you're always like in our in our Bible study, our group, you're always really at the right time. It's never too much. It's never too hostile. Yeah. It's just the right amount of like, all right, guys, let's get back on track. <laughs> like, this is what the Bible, let's not forget this crucial point of the Bible. Right. Uh, right here. This is what the Apostle forgotten. Paul said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for it, coming man. on, man. This is great. Yeah, bro. Appreciate it, man. You are watching or listening to the Jonathan Corey live stream. Be sure to follow and subscribe to my channel wherever you are streaming this and on any of the other sites that you happen to use as well. And be sure to leave some comments or reviews. It would really help me out. You can find my streams on YouTube, Twitch, DLive, Odyssey.com, VK.com, TV.gab, BitChute, Rumble, and on all of the podcast apps. You can read my blogs at jonathancorey.blogspot.com. My main links are at linktree slash jonathancorey. And you can find the rest of my links, my older secret content, and my guest appearances on other podcasts or streams at jonathancorey.com.